Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, as ever, I'm here um, with two cricket and aficionados to talk all things Middlesex cricket. Uh, first up from North London, Sal Ali. How are you, Sal? You good? I'm very well, Dan. Actually, when's this rain going to come? I'm fed up with this hot weather, mate. I can't cope anymore. I mean, yeah, I made the, the ridiculous okay. decision to go out for a run at 12 o'clock today. And there was that famous song in there about mad dogs and Englishmen. And yeah, that was me today. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but uh, lost about a stone in weight jogging around Swindley Forest. Yeah, I suppose not. But there is Thunder Dew, isn't there? Is that right, later in the week? I think so, yeah. It's going to get a bit milder. So we've got two more days of this heat wave, they're calling it. And then eventually we might sort of get back to sort of normal temperatures from what I gather. But it's, I've enjoyed mm. it. You know, you can't, you know, we've got cricket and everyone. That's the main thing. This game's being played. Yeah. So. That's what we want. Absolutely. Lots of it too, which is all good. Um, and our guest this week, from Old Isleworthians and Heston, um, Alex Thambi. Welcome on board, Alex. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for the invite. Well, it's great that you could come on board. Um, first up, we, we did mention you a couple of weeks ago. Was it a couple of weeks ago or last week when you had a tie? Um, yes. 15 runs off the last over. And I, I gave a running commentary at the game, but it, it, I might as well go straight to that. It, it sounds like a pretty amazing finish, right? Against Besborough, is that right? I mean, we had a bit of a crowd there as well on the day, some supporters. It was a crazy last over. Um, yeah, we probably should have defended it, but uh, Besborough did really well and uh, and got the tie in the end. Yeah, cricket was the winner, as they all say, all the time. Yeah. Um, cool. I was going to start off, Alex. I guess a fair few folks who listen may well not know that much about your clubs. Relatively new club to, to many folks, but... Um, You've had a couple of promotions the last few years, right? Things seem to be going quite well. Yeah, in a, in a Middlesex Division 4 now, so uh, we're doing quite well. Uh, we've had a couple of promotions. We've got three 11s out and a fourth 11 friendlies who, who play friendlies. And uh, we started the season quite well. A couple of wins, a tie and uh, and one defeat. So, yeah, not not too bad. Fantastic. And what, what are these sort of ambitions for the club? It sounds like you're growing. I mean, because you, you haven't always had four sides, have you? That that seems to be another development. 
No, I mean, just to give you a, a, a brief background, we uh, the, the club folded back in sort of early 2000s, or late 90s. And then um, uh, we started the club five years ago uh, from, from scratch. It's always been a football and, and uh, rugby club. Started the cricket section five years ago um, with with no no teams, and now we've got four four Saturday teams, two Sunday teams, and uh, and a cult section that's that's getting bigger every day. Fantastic, and, and I'm ne- it never ceases to amaze me uh, how many clubs there are in Middlesex now. Apparently, we've got seventy six clubs just in our league, and I often wonder, you know, could we could we ever get any more? You know, there, there are so many clubs, so many sides out there, but you. you you've sort of shown there that there's always room to grow, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we've obviously had to recruit, uh, ask a friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> and then, yep. um, and obviously, you know, just keep it a, a nice environment to play where, where people want to come and play their cricket every week. And uh, yeah, so far, so so good. Fantastic. And how are the twos doing? They having a good season? No, the twos, our twos have uh, not started in the, in the best fashion. Uh our threes had a good good win over your boys on the weekend, though, didn't they? I was wondering how long that was going to come up. It took, it took like, <laughs> they did, and apparently they, they were pretty good as well. Our, 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 our lads said that uh, they were quite impressed. So um, it's always nice to hear, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think it was a close game. It got to the last three overs, I believe, with a, with a run out to, to win the game. So that was, that was quite good. Yeah, all good. All good. Um, we normally start with the Prem, so I don't see any reason to, to, change, uh, to change that, Alex. So I'll come back to old eyes in a bit. But, uh, Sal, what do we need to know about the Prem? Um, exciting week, right? Well, it's good we've got um, the time format back as well now, because obviously the last season it was curtailed and we just played uh, the overs format. So it's good that the time format's back. And I think a lot of clubs play some positive cricket by the results. Um, we'll start off with the league leaders, and it looks like they're becoming runaway leaders at the moment in uh, Crouch End, who, who had a good win away at Finchley, winning quite comfortably in the end. I mean, they didn't set off as they nor- at a normal rate with their openers sort of flying away, but it was down to um, vice-captain Pratik Patel, who hit 93. And then, as Bolu mentioned on, on the podcast and, and on a regular basis, Apps Karana took um, 8-38 and, and Crouch End were victorious. But again, there are, there are clutch of sides underneath them who are sort of like just hanging on to the coattails and a couple of them are Richmond and Tennington. Richmond had quite an easy day against Bronsbury, um, bowled them up 75 and then uh, got home for eight wickets, by eight wickets with uh, the Australia, I think it's now become a British citizen or is naturalised, nation, what's the term? Naturalised, yeah. Yep. Yep, that's the one. So he's Cameron McGlashan, five for 18, so it'd be good for them to have him, I mean, playing a regular season for them now. And then um, Tennington, who won in the last over, um, so it doesn't sound as easy as it was against Hampstead, who uh, who owed it to Callum Jackson, the captain, to 114. But Tennington, uh, you know, they've got a good balanced side, good bat, good batting, good bowling. They sort of crept home. I mean, in the end, but I think from by the sounds of it, it probably looked a bit harder than it looks. And um, Ealing gets your guys uh, batted first, yep. posted what was obviously a competitive total in two four nine, and then again your sort of. Um, Batting frailty sort of came to four again. Uh, Scott Inson for Ealing's good all round performance um, scored 63 and took three for 31. So he's obviously, you know, one of the all runners that we speak about in the league has been, you know, very sort of high quality cricketer. And uh, Tom Shaw hit 50 as well for Ealing, so that'd be good for him because I think he's been sort of opening this season. So I'm sure Christian's happy with that. And yeah, as I said, um, I'm obviously mentioned Monty, he had a he bowled a long spell in the heat and took, I think, was it four wickets in the end? Yeah, 25 um, overs he bowled. Yeah, he had a long old day. Fair effort um, from Monty, but again, it was sort of uh, no gain in the end of it because obviously uh, Ealing were 
sort of far too good with a ball and bowled you guys out for one five seven. Um, different. I mean, another guy done well for you guys, Ethan Wright, isn't he? I mean, he batted well, stuck in, didn't he, at the weekend? And yeah, he did. Was, I mean, it was go. It was an interesting game, Sal, to be honest, because I, I think Ealing's total was way better than people realised. Um, one, they had twenty five overs of Monty Panasar to deal with, which is clearly a challenge, and they they made that you know they didn't try and uh, and really score quickly off Monty, but they also those four wickets came quite late in the day. So I, I thought they, it, as an outsider looking in, because I played on Sunday, so I could watch quite a lot of this on, on, on the old pitch vision. Um, I thought that they, they batted very sensibly. And I, I think it shows a little bit about how, you know, our batting on paper looks quite good, but, but we need, we've got a few people out of form, basically. Probably three players there that, that are struggling for runs. And so Ealing's victory, if you take Monty's 25 overs out of it, was, was, was pretty, you know, was pretty impressive. The thing I also noticed is that we, we, were, we weren't really sure whether to go for the winning draw or the losing draw. And after trying to dig in, dig in, dig in, Ethan Wright and Gurdjieff Sandu, Rashid Mullazada then tried to up the tempo. And as soon as they tried to score runs, then then wickets started falling, and we ended up we ended up losing. So there was the, the the debate about whether you should go for the runs or or whether you should just settle for the for the losing draw and, and the one point. And I guess there's no answer to that debate. Um, but as soon as we started to try and score a bit quicker, that's that's when the problems. The, the problems really set in, and I bet there's a load of teams around the county saying the same things. You know, as soon as we tried to score runs, we started um, we started losing losing well, wickets. But you talk about on. digging in and trying to. I was going to say, not a problem for a couple of other people in the I league. Left right? for the, the last county round up in the league. I mean, what a performance! I mean, obviously North Middlesex were far the better side on the day, and you know they're five points to Shepherd's Bush is one. Maybe they'll look back and think, okay, did we walk away and? Not get the points we needed, but you know, two, three, one, all out. North Middlesex, uh, fifty for Evan Flowers again. He's in some really good form this year. He's having a great season. You know, being being there, seen it, done it. Very quick guitar. Bush faced seventy overs, which I'm. I don't know if that's a record in in, in the team batting second in, in league cricket. In River. So let me get this right. There are hundred over one hundred and thirty overs in the game. Yeah, is that right? One hundred and thirty-three in total. Sixty-three for North Mid, seventy for Seven Bush. And as I said, we mentioned the word dig in and teams playing. For a draw, obviously Bush were doing that playing for a draw, but you have to take your hats off to their last pair. Ramon Bailey batted number ten, one run, and faced sixty-three balls. Stephen Barnard, who does like to actually get on with things, I've seen him back a couple of times. He, you know, get on with things. That, that's an understatement. He, he whacks it the kingdom come. Well, <laughs> maybe someone else turned up on Sunday or Saturday because Stephen Barnard didn't score a single run and batted for fifty balls. I mean, I think they batted at least. I think they even looked at the card. They need. I think they batted at least seventeen, eighteen overs a pair of them. So, what an achievement! I mean, some of the North Mid figures like we had one guy bowling not for thirteen or twenty overs with fifteen maidens, Alex McQueen. So, obviously, there must have been run about not for thirteen of twenty overs with yeah. fifteen maidens. Ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Um, so, obviously, there must have been some extreme pressure. Obviously, it was a hot day as well. So, um, they won't get any points for this, I suppose. But I mean, hats off to to, to the pair of them for to to blocking out and. Get this. I mean, and who knows how important that point could be, and also how important Northwind not win that game could be in 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 the scheme of things as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, especially mentioned, and I know we've got the Bush boys. I think we keep mentioning it, but I think definitely next week we could. Next week, yeah, Jack, Jack Bryan's coming on, and um, Will Spear, yeah. So we'll, we'll be able to talk to them about that. We can talk about those two, and you know, um, I'm sure them two will be saying they're having a baton in, in the next time game. Uh, yeah. So I went on there. But there's a bit of background to the Steve Barnard. I mean, Steve Barnard does like to whack a cricket ball. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Not known for his patience. Um, but I think he pulled a hammy early doors oh. um, when he was bowling. So he, he basically couldn't move. Um, even then, though, Sal, I don't know about you, but 
you edge something, don't you? You have an outside edge that goes mm. to third man, or you, you have something that you know Chinese cut that gets you a couple of runs. But to, to think that basically him and Bailey didn't have any of those at all, which I think is 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 unbelievable, but you know, magnificent as well. It's, well, it's maybe it was inspired by Monty the week before and in his Cardiff exploits. You know, um, it sort of rubbed off <laughs> on him. You know, but well, Monty's yeah. not not so good at keeping him out anymore. He was out no, first ball. I saw, on that, I saw that on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Caught a yeah. short leg, I think it wasn't. Yeah, but yeah, again, so it said Northlanders has obviously deserved the plaudits for playing cricket and not far away from getting a victory. But Shepherds Bush, the last pair, you know, what 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 performance? And I think it does show that you know um, that's the beauty of time cricket in some ways. It does bring in different skills as cricketers. You know, everyone knows the the overs format. You know, you look, you look at the explosive cricketers and and the guys who can bowl quick and. You know, take yeah. wickets, but I think in this format, it, it does bring out a different cricketer, and you know, we've, we've just seen that at the weekend. Um, yeah. Alex, have you anything? Have you heard of anything as bonkers as this? Last wicket stands for no runs that go on forever. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I was just going to say. I mean, when it comes to uh, Twickenham, I watched a Twickenham Bush game a couple of weeks ago when our, our game got rained off, yeah. and that was a great game to watch. Neville was smashing <laughs> it all around the park, wasn't he? Yeah, well, Neville's way is either get nothing at all, don't bother, um, you know, or, or get 80 and 40 balls. And he's, he's added both of those in equal measure this season. And you caught him on a good day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was clearing the ropes for fun, wasn't he? Yeah. But what did you make of Premier League cricket watching it? I forgot that you'd seen that game, Alex. What was your first impression of it? Or have you seen plenty of Premier League? Uh, yeah. I mean, as you guys mentioned, Bush were, were, were very impressive that day. I mean, they had, they had one of their fellas who came in and was reverse sweeping your spinners for fun yeah. and unfortunately that day one of the uh, one of the car windows got smashed and uh, Gurge's window got smashed through as well wasn't it so yeah it was it was a great game to watch wasn't it yeah. um, unfortunately you guys come out on the wrong side of it yeah people often ask if we get window smashed at Twickenham Green and my answer is nearly is nearly always not as not nearly as often as you might think except when one of our own bowlers parks behind the bowler's arm and has his <laughs> own car window smashed it would have been even better if he'd bowling at the time but he wasn't but yeah poor old Gurdjieff Sandu had his, uh, his, his window smashed through so such is life um, yeah I've never seen anything quite like that Sal 120 odd balls 130 balls um, for, for nothing at all I've, I've seen last wicket stands but not, not any that have gone on that long um, and I, mean, I don't know how Ramon, Ramon Bailey bats, but if he was anything like Steve Barnard, it must have been, you know, an out of body experience for him because I don't think that sort of stuff comes naturally. But as you say, stopping the other side winning may well be really important at the end of the season. Definitely, people don't think about it like that um, um, enough, in my mind. So um, next week, what are the fixtures next week? What, what should we look out for? So next week we have you. Obviously, I mean, I'm not going to call it relegation battle. Fair to say, yeah. That, cheers, Sal. Thanks for that. No, no, I'm yeah. not going to say that. <laughs> you mentioned it to me earlier on, but yeah, I mean, yeah. want to be coming over to you guys. I'm sure you'll be looking to, to take the points in that game. As you said, because we are struggling at the moment, finding it quite tough. I mean, you guys have been a bit inconsistent. You know, on your day, you, you can beat anyone, and obviously, um, I'm, you're probably hoping that sometimes team that turns yeah. up. Um, I mean, the, the clash I'm looking forward to is Crouch and Tedenton. You know. Um, Tedderton last year's champions only lost one game and that was against Crouchen last season so I'm sure they'll be looking to reverse that and make some ground on the leaders but you know as we've seen Crouchen um, formidable side at the moment you know who, who can beat them and mm. um, they'll be again looking to sort of extend their lead um, Bush take a leading which should be a good clash I think Bush have got quite a good record against Ealing so they'll be looking to sort of build on that and um, try and keep 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 you know keep with keep with the top side but again Ealing will want to do the same thing and then we've got Hampton yep. North Middlesex again uh, one side slightly not in form and struggling to, to get some wins on the board against the side we put up as a, as a title favourite so 
Um, and the final one's Richmond Finchley. So Richmond on a good run. Will Phillips side played some good cricket. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, we're looking at that game against Finchley and thinking nothing more than a win will be enough for them, I, I take it. Sounds sensible to me. And I think your point about us and Bronsbury is not, it's not, it's not completely unfair, really. We're, we're, we're two sides that are struggling a bit. Um, so certainly, the fact that we've beaten Richmond this season, second, North Middlesex, fourth, mm. and no one else... So it says a little bit about our chameleon-like character. You know, we, we can play some good cricket against some good sides, but we can also, you know, we can also lose games as well. So I know Bronze, we've had a few injuries, so I don't quite know mm. how strong they'll be. But um, either way, I think it'll be quite an, an important counter, encounter for the two-side season. So, um, yeah, obviously keep an eye on that one. Um, what about Division 1? Sal, anything caught your eye there? So, obviously, we, we put up Stanmore as our, as our favourites. And now they're, you know, they've got that kind of horse set sort of in, in the mid-pack and now it's coming to the front. I mean, beating Harrison St. Mary's is a massive statement for them. Uh, I mean, you know, the guy with, everyone's talking about in the league, young Travis Norris, another century for him. I mean, he's, he's got, I know he didn't get one last week in the league, in the cup game, but he has got... Yeah, he's three in the league yeah. and four four if you count the cup game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal signing he's been. I mean, you know, 18 years of age, you know, to come into the league and, and make the impact he's having, whoever's recruited him deserves... <laughs> They've done good, team. haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, yeah, um, it was obviously a top-of-the-table clash and Stanmore were the victors having uh, a very good win against Harrison St. Mary's, who at one point were in a decent position at 1-4-1 for free and then subsided to 1-56 all out. And, you know, that was, uh, that, was a, that, was, that was all she wrote, they say. Stanmore came away by 118 runs. So, yeah, that, they're, they're the side that we are, you know, playing our sort of like our early sort of... Uh, Sort of uh, predictions on, and I'm, I'm sure they're living up to that minute with the performance at the point at the moment. But again, there were some good wins. Acton, um, Sale side, uh, comfortable win for them guys against uh, Wembley. So they're sort of in, in the hunt still as well. And then um, some, some, some of the sides we uh, spoke about in terms of like maybe not challenging, but kind of being sort of team that will sort of float around. So you've got uh, Enfield, Tony Sayers again inspires them to a win. I mean, Guys now hitting the great run, great run of form. He's in super nick, isn't he? He's had three yeah. really good weekends. Yeah. He comes in quite late, sort of about six, seven, which I'm quite surprised. I'm kind of, I mean, maybe he just feels that's where he, he benefits most from. Um, so you know, they 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 beat Brentford by eleven runs. I mean, and I mean, which one he'll? When I looked at the scorecard, chasing two seventy plus against Hornsey, and, and they saw that they won. I, the, the first thing that came to my head was thinking, Gatton must have got a hundred, and he did. Um, you wouldn't have been wrong, yeah. Because you know, he he's a, he's a class act, um, and he's he was. A, I mean, they, they've got. I think he must be an overseas player. They've got another guy who who hit ninety as well. Um, to look up his name by the Abe Tipney, I think his name is. Um, yeah, he scored ninety as well. So that was obviously that helped out as well. So only another defeat for them. I'm sure they may be thinking about. Um, you know, we need to get back onto the winning trail. So. And which one? I think, as I said, you know, they've got some very good players, and Gatton is one of them. But, I mean, for me, he's the Premier League cricketer. So um, the fact he's he's still playing Div Div One now, as they call it, and he'll make an impact in games like that. And then yeah. we had a uh, Highgate Osterley, which was which was a draw. Um, I'm sure both sides were you know were quite attacking sides. So I'm sure there was a lot of attacking cricket played. But in the end, that was the only draw in, in the whole division, which leaves both sides kind of like in that position where they're just in that bottom part of the table where it's not precarious at the moment, but a couple more wins and they could be kind of like finding themselves lower down mm. um, towards the lower reaches. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think there's a load of interesting things in, in this division. I mean, uh, Tony Sayers' performances for Enfield do catch the eye. And I, I, 
I, I do, you know, you do wonder why somebody comes in so low when they're in such great nick. But maybe that's the way, the, the way it fits into the side. I mean, I spoke to Tony um, yesterday about uh, about that game, and he said the biggest challenge for him as skipper was, was knowing exactly who to bowl when. He said he had a number of options, and I think cr- cricket's so different to many other sports. Because if you're a football captain, you know, I, I think you shout a lot. You know, you, you encourage, you, you, tr- you try and say nice things. But in cricket, you make really important decisions that will change the effect of the game. And he said the hardest thing for him was working out which bowlers to bowl when because he had so many choices. And I think that's that, that's something that captains are always struggling with. And it sounds like, you know, um, he got it more or less right, given that they won by 11 runs. A couple of other things that caught my Josh Fisher seems to be getting quite a lot of wickets um, mm. for Acton. Um, yeah. And yet Sahil was saying that... that there quite a few other bowlers are arguably bowling better for Acton than he is, but he's he's the man picking up the wickets as part of a team. You know, Alex Brennan doesn't bowl many bad balls. Um, they're, they're a unit that's, that's, I think, a really difficult proposition. And with the bat, Amar Arshad seems to score runs every week. So he was, I think he was 60-odd not out this week. So Acton yeah. also as a unit looking good. Well, I think Josh was overseas last year. He's come back again as overseas this year. Yep. Um, so and obviously Amar, again, one of the players who's had Premier League experience. So he's, he's, he's you know he knows what he's doing. He's not going to mess around yeah. at that level and then obviously we mentioned Jim and I mean the 100 Jim Gatt scored came with 78 balls but we haven't actually I think Lesbon or Edwards for Hormsey does also deserve a shout I mean 100 yeah. not out in that game in as Hormsey posted 270 I'm sure I mean they decked out 49 overs whether that was I don't know, maybe overweight or just, just thought you know we've got enough runs to the board here now we're, we're confident we can defend this and unfortunately they didn't realise Jim Gatt wouldn't have a good day but yeah Les Edwards 148 not out of 148 balls, 12 balls and six sixes. That must have been quite a joy to watch for the Hornsey faithful as he was getting yeah. the ball everywhere. Well, he's, he's good to watch when he gets going, isn't he? Um, I was going to get back to the issue of declarations earlier. I, I think declarations are, are often a bit misunderstood. I think it's easy to say it was a good declaration if you win. Um, but a good declaration definitely you know, is, is a carrot as well. You want to give the, op- the opposition the, the thought that they could win because then you've got a more chance of getting them out. So sometimes... You know they will. They, they, they'll get the runs that you set them. So I think just because a team gets runs after you've declared or gets the runs, that doesn't to me at least mean that it was a bad declaration. Um, but you have to risk a bit, otherwise declarations are, you know, they're a bit pointless. Sometimes people score too many runs, which sounds yeah. ludicrous, doesn't it? But I, I definitely saw that in my game yesterday, where I thought Highgate threes just had way too many runs for Twickenham threes. And as soon as we lost a few wickets, not a cat and hell's chance of getting it. So you, you, you close up. Whereas if we'd had a few less runs to chase, we probably would have gambled and. And they may have got a win rather than a draw, but there we go. Folks, before we crack on, we'll have a few words from our sponsor. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. So, moving into Division 2... Sal, I'm going to start with North London, not just because because obviously you're on, on the podcast with us, um, but um, you, uh, you bowled South Amsterdam out for 34, right? I know. This is South Amsterdam, play 515 South Amsterdam. Yeah, I mean, okay. Again, I was I was, I was on Prime Saturday and getting 
checking my phone at the scorecard and it was just getting worse and worse and I'm thinking it's going to be another one of them days because I mean obviously as I mentioned earlier to you that our batting this year in the last sort of three games is quite worrying in fact we're just not able to post you know competitive total so you look at that kind of score and you think to yourself okay you know it's going to be one of them days again where we're going to be facing an an early defeat and uh, game could be over by sort of two o'clock but credit to um, we've got a young lad who's playing against your two this year actually Matt Riley who's a He's oh, yeah. really mature now. He's a very talented cricketer. Um, he likes to get on with the game, does score very, very quickly. And he's probably, you know, he could be guilty of playing too many shots. But, you know, he's a guy who's actually, his 31 was crucial in, in the whole scheme of things. Because from being in the position of, you know, 18 for four, um, we managed to get over to 100. And, you know, I do back Will Will Jones and Freddie Easy against most sides to you know, really take take early wickets and take them on. Obviously, 106 is quite a low total to defend, but, you know, then, you know, so we're getting phone, we're getting messages come through, you know, 27 for 8, 28 for 8, and we think, oh, blimey. Crikey. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be a day where we put off a great win. So, yeah, Jones and Nesbitt both took five each. Um, and then Alan O'Shea, our captain, who was on pointless during the week as well last week. I uh, need to know more. No, I need to, you can't just leave that there. I need to know more. Talk, talk us through this. What, how did he get on? Uh, he did really well. got to the final. Um, did he? Yeah, yeah, got to the final with, with, his, with his flatmate was on there with him. Um, but I think the subject in the end kind of, I can't remember what the exact subject was. It was really tough. I, mean, I was watching it, totally, my brain was totally frozen by then. But um, yeah, did really well, got to the final. Um, and um, unfortunately, he's he obviously like us guys, he likes his sport. And he said the day before, the final round was based on sport. So if he'd done the day before, he probably would have won the chatbot prize of £2,000, which is obviously not life changing, but you know. You can always do a bit of cash once wow. well. So yeah, yeah. So you did really well. So you can, if you want to go and I play out, it was on the ninth of June. You want to catch Alan O'Shea's appearance. Go ahead and uh, check out how he got on. But yeah, I like so that. Obviously... I like. Oh, but you do know they sound that that that's impressive. But it's not as impressive as Matty Watton, one of the. Oh, cool. oh, no, no. Yeah, I mean he's not, he's not in that league. But, I mean, Matty Watton, yeah. Alex, just so you know, was was not just on fifteen to one. He won fifteen to one with the most points really? ever in the competition. So Matty Watton, yeah, Premier League stalwart of an umpire. Uh, if you want to go to a quiz, you need him on board. He is the man. Um, yeah, the round to the round that he didn't do so um, well was on American Jazz. So you know, blimey! Well, I'm not going to knock him for that. Okay, uh, but yeah, so yeah, obviously a very good win for us. Um, and so you know, we're, we're we're now up there. Obviously, I think we also got uh, 12 points for that win because obviously we, we batted first. So you know, making ground on South Hampstead, who obviously is still a very good side, but yeah. Really so that's five team. points behind then, Sal. That's a, that's a huge, yeah. that's a huge impact on things, isn't it? It yeah. is, it is. But just, as I said, we just need to um, get some batsman scoring runs now because you can't, you just can't rely on those two every single week in, week out to bail you out when you're in them kind of situations. So um, hopefully we can, we've got East Coast this weekend, hopefully we can sort of post a score mm. or, or chase the score if that's set for us. Yep. I mean, I noticed as well, Southgate beat Harrow this week. That, that's a result that, that caught my eye. Because Southgate sort of, you know, mid-table um, and, and, and have done okay, but have, but have been bumbling along a bit. Whereas Harrow have, been, have had a good start to the season, haven't they? And, 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 and that, to me, was, was the type of result that can change a season, really. And maybe Southgate are, are, are perhaps set to go on a bit of a run themselves. Yeah, that, that result actually suits us as well. Because obviously Harrow were, were a side who was sort of neck and... Well, not say neck and neck, but kind of up there with... With Southampton, so Southgate beating them has obviously done their them their you know their, their season good as well. And the old you know we always talk about experienced cricketers and seasoned cricketers in the league, and it was a turn of one of their seasoned cricketers to come to the fore. And it was Absolutely. a Woffington, um taking six for 
to take his side to victory. Six for 32 or 30 or 16 overs. You know, we know he's a difficult yeah. bowler to face. So. I remember facing him 15 years ago and he was bowling about 25 mile an hour then. And, um, you know, coming home with 50 wickets every season. And, and it ain't really changed, does it? He's, no. he's still full of wickets. He's still full of wickets, Brilliant. still bamboos and batsmen. You know, yeah, who, yeah. I mean, especially if you haven't played against him. If you played against him, you can work out. Because we played him this year and we worked out a game plan our first team batsman and had to play him. But, you know, if you haven't played against him and you see this guy coming in the body, you think, oh, hello, you like, your eyes light up and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be going to the boundary before you're walking back to the pavilion. So, yeah, yep. it's definitely something. I mean, I'm sure we've been in the city because Southgate obviously haven't been around too much in the city. It may be a bit of an unknown summer side still, potentially, who haven't really come across him that often. Well, I certainly remember facing him back in the late 2000s and thinking, crikey, you know, I don't understand this problem. And then I could think about it for the rest of the afternoon as I walked back to the pavilion because he regularly, I think he got me out three times in uh, in two seasons when I faced him. And I found him a nightmare to face just because he, he, he didn't give much away, he bowled quite slowly um, and, and, and he, he didn't make many mistakes. And that's the bottom line. So, so Southgate might be a team to, to keep an eye on there. It looks like they're, they're on the up. If we go to Division 3... Um, well, Harrowtown um, uh, um, certainly piled on the runs again, um, as did SKLP, actually. They both ended up with 303, not against each other, I should add, but certainly it was a division where there was lots of runs scored. Uh, and Harrowtown beat Headstone Manor, um, SKLP beat Stoke Newington, um, and it's, it's now sort of looking at Harrowtown really are, you know, they're pulling away. They're 17 points clear at the top. They're one of only two sides in, in the whole league that have won all of their games, so they, they've got 62 points out of their six games because they batted first on on Saturday, so they're they're certainly one of the sides that's pulling away and looking uh, looking pretty impressive. Was there anything else in that in that division that caught your eye, Sal, in Division Three? No, no, just did just a man of their defeat of their win. Sorry, Harrowtown. I mean, how impressive can you get? 171 run victory, decked out after 42 overs. Um, I know the guy who got the runs in Mohibulla or Ali Cool. He's been, you know, he's, he's a, I think he's played Premier Division cricket. So, you know, him batting in in that division is obviously a massive bonus for Harrowtown. He's probably far too good looking at. His stats on Saturday, so yeah, I mean they're obviously still unbeaten and looking like they're going to be going to Division Two if they're carrying at the rate they're going. Absolutely, absolutely, looking very strong. Um, in terms of Division Four, well, we might as well start with the big game in the division. Alex, old eyes um, didn't quite go to plan though, right? You, you didn't have such a great day on Saturday. No, we didn't. Unfortunately, yeah, it was uh, it was built up all week as a big game for us, um, but uh, Ali Pali were were far too strong for us on the day, sadly. I mean, um, Sean Gomes, who uh, hit 75 in the uh, one two f- in chasing the 1-2-5, mm. um, he hit 150 the week before uh, against Enfield in the uh, in the Cup, and they beat Ooh. Enfield, and obviously Enfield a couple of divisions above them. So, yeah, he's he's their, their gun bat, if you like. But they they also bowled really well. Um, Will Howie, he, he bowled 16 overs on the trot, Opening the bowling, bowling pace, and um, in that heat was 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 incredible. Really, I mean, he took three wickets, um, and then everyone else, everyone else chipped in. Yeah, Ewan got four wickets as well. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, to be fair to them, they they, they beat us in all, all departments, unfortunately. But you're still fourth in the league, there. Eh? I mean, I see Perryvale a third. Have you played Perryvale Phoenicians this season yet? Yeah, we beat Perryvale the week before, actually. Um, we knocked them out for 120 and, and chased it down. So, yeah, uh, we've got to play London Tigers next week. Um, we've had two two rained off, and then that second one that got rained off, I think a couple of other teams played that week, and oh, then obviously okay. a couple of games, uh, a couple of those teams won. So, yeah, it's a bit of catching up to do now. 
Well, we've talked quite a bit about London Tigers because we've mentioned, you know, Sammy Hyder's there, a well-known name uh, in, in yeah. the league who's played, you know, at the top level in the league. And it looks to me like they're going to be the go-to side, right? I see they're 10 points clear. Is that, is that the way you're seeing it? Is that, it, it's not a false position or anything for those? No, I mean, they, they've strengthened quite well. I know you've, you've mentioned it previously. They uh, recruited uh, a few players from Harrow Town. And, um, yeah, they look they look quite strong. They've, they've played 6-1-4 uh, with two reined off. So, mm. um, those those two and Alexandra Park are the ones ones to chase for, for us and the others, I would say, at the moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And down the bottom, have you, have you, I mean, I... I'll be perfect. I don't know that much about Lanka Lions and North London Muslims. Besborough, you know, Besborough, a really sort of long-standing member of the, uh, of the county league. They look like they're struggling a bit. I see they're eighth at the moment. Is Besborough sort of candidates to go down? Well, I'm not, I wouldn't say candidates to go down from what we saw when we played them in, in the in the tie. Oh, in the tie, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, Lanka Lions, they came up from the division be, uh, below alongside Pinner. Mm. Um, so they could be, but could be tricky. We have them this week. Um, North London Muslims, I think they are, um, unfortunately, we were due to play them. It was a rained off game. Mm. So, yeah, they're, they're at the bottom at the moment. I think it could be a, a tough one for them this year. Right. And in terms of Division 5, um, I guess, you know, you, you, you'll know certainly more about that than most. I mean, I see K Plus currently top they're, they're 10 points clear of Peshawar and United Sports is is that broadly what you might have expected or what do we need to know looking at that division yeah new, new Clipsonians have always been ah. up there uh, there or thereabouts um, K plus I think they um, I might be I might be wrong in this but they had a few players come from Besborough or, or left for, for Besborough I think there was a there was a crossover from there so mm. I think they're they're generally quite quite strong obviously they're, they're 10 points clearing in that division so yeah and and Ealing three bridges are generally quite quite handy as well okay I mean I, I noticed in that division that Calypsonians this week they they had quite a close encounter with Swami Bappa who who looked like they've really struggled they're they're currently uh, bottom of the table with four points sounds like it's been a tough season for them but Calypsonians you know only beat them by by 16 runs and certainly an old an old name that I recognized immediately Paul Atherley scored 58 for Calypsonians and he's he's scored a few runs in other games this season Sal hasn't he is that right yeah I mean just looking at it he's obviously so high quality I mean he's, he's had a great record in, in MCCO over the years in South Hampstead so obviously I'm, I'm, there was another athlete in the side I'm, I'm assuming it's his son so um, might be his dad well, if his dad, <laughs> probably not. To be fair, yeah, yeah. 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 If his, if his dad who's done very well. Yeah, he's eighty-four. Um, he opens a batting. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what's keeping sort of the fire in the belly going still with the fact his son's playing and, and he wants to play. But obviously, still making an impact with, with the runs he scored this 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 weekend. Yeah, and, and I think he got he's got one hundred and three and an eighty-one in in previous okay. games. So so he's yeah he's, he's he's certainly a man who can score runs, and we know that, and it's good to see him still. Going strong. So Calypsonians, okay, duly noted. We'll keep an eye on them because they are they're mid table nicely. I mean, only five points off second. Now I look at it. Um, so so clearly that could be quite an interesting division to um, to, to keep an eye on. In terms of Division Six, um, well, one thing definitely caught my eye there, and that was um, I mean, I, again, I don't know too much about the sides. I don't know if that there are any that you you could talk to us about in any great depth, Alex. Well, one was Youth Wing, and, and Youth Wing played. Um, uh, CRS Cardinals, low-scoring game. They were chasing 77, and they didn't get it. Um, they got uh, 69, 
Um, so, you know, that they lost by eight runs in a, in a, in a thriller. But if, if you look at the card on the Middlesex uh, um, County League website, then 10 of their players were called Patel. And I'd be really interested to know more if anyone from uh, uh, Youth Wing can tell us. Are they, are they all related? Or, or, or is this just one of those ludicrous coincidences? I mean, I, I assume Patel's a reasonably common name. But, um, but I've never quite seen 10 people with the same name uh, uh, playing for the same team. I, I do vaguely remember there was a team of Patels that used to play, but I don't think they played competitive cricket. So I, I thought that was quite intriguing. And if anyone knows more, then we'd be um, we'd be keen to hear from them. Uh, have you played any of those sides before? The eleventh player. Sorry, no, sorry. No, the eleventh player must be a close family friend. Then <laughs> you'd think so. Yeah, I hope you don't feel lonely yeah, in, in that unit. <laughs> But um, certainly, the, the, they, um, yeah, that, that caught my eye. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, Victoria Park, currently top of Division 6. Have you played them, Alex? Is that a side that you know? I haven't, actually. I think they're a newly formed side. Uh, I, I haven't come across them before. Yeah, I think there's a few sides who came into the league uh, fresh this year, and, and, and I think they are indeed one. Willow Leather are a second, who were my tip for the title, just in case anyone's <laughs> forgotten, um, based on nothing whatsoever. But they're, they're second, and they're definitely a new side. So... Um, some new sides are doing quite well there, and they may be filtering their way up the leagues, which is what promotion and relegation is supposed to supposed to help help with. Um, in the bottom division, um, as folks may remember, there are only four sides left in that now. We did start with with a, a couple more, but they they drifted away for various reasons. And um, it looks like Stallions are the side, Sal. Looks like they they played four one uh, uh, one three and had one rained off, uh, and they're a long way clear of London Sportif in second. So. Looks like they're having a good season. I see there's only one game in this division at the weekend and Salian scored 269 for four and London Sportif actually uh, were 156 all out. So um, they're top of division seven. Um, all that aside, any, any other bits that caught your eye, Sam? Well, I mean, I was at the Cotton Saturday and watched yep. a remarkable innings by, obviously, Johan Silva, friend of the Friend of the, of the pod. pod, yeah. Yeah, I mean, great innings for him. He's got a, scored 100 as Highgate chased down Stanmore's 320 for six. And a very generous declaration by Stanmore, by the way. Um, but Johan batted really well. But he was given some fantastic assistance by a gentleman by the name of Ed Foster, who hit 90 off 76 balls. When he came into bat, I think Johan was on 80. Um, so it just goes to show how much of the um, strike he had and also how much of an impact he had with the bat. So 192 for six. Still needing over, uh, you know, 130 runs or, yeah, around that. And they got home with the fact that Stan White actually bowled their over so quickly, they got some more overs in. So, um, you know, again, credit to Stan for having that kind of attitude and trying to, trying to make um, positive impacts happen. But in the end, it's sort of backfired. But, yeah, they mm-hmm. had 106 not out. But Ed Foster, you know, 90 of 76. And we, and we know how he gets a small ground. So that mm-hmm. innings can either be played, but, you know, under pressure coming in that situation and to, to, to get their side home. So, yeah, yep. well done to, to Highgate. And then top score of the day, 320. Uh, and, of course, yeah. Stan Moores is the second top score, 319. So, um, well, well, they once scored 300 plus, today. it'll be before Stan Moores against Highgate. So, they're probably thinking, yeah. let's try and emulate them and see what we can get. But, yeah, they didn't reckon upon, obviously, Johan and yeah. Mr Foster. And it can't, it can't possibly be a bad declaration. 319 in limited overs. Well, it's not limited overs cricket, but in, in terms of one-day cricket, you know, I think you're dangling a carrot and fair play to Highgate for chasing it. I believe Johan batted really well. Proper opener's knock or proper high, top order knock. Took his time and, and um, anchored everything home. Great to see. Yeah, they no, did really well. 
No, he's yeah. a lovely guy. He deserves it. You know, he got a nice, nice ovation at the end of the game from both sides. So, yeah, well done, Johan. Good stuff. The other end of the scale, we had another... I don't want to go on about low scores every week, but I couldn't help but notice the poor old Middlesex Titans 2s had another rough one. Um, 22 all out. Um, not ideal. Yeah. Alex, what's the lowest score you've ever been involved in? Can you remember? Have you had, can you beat 22 all out? No, it's, I, I think we were once rolled for 29 all out. That wasn't a proud day, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has them. Everyone has them. But three, tw- t- the Titans have had a couple of late. And um, yeah, it's, that, that was one that, that caught my eye. And that was against Harry Town, who clearly are a club, as we've said before, that are, um, that, that are on the up. So, so that, that one was um, yeah, rather unfortunate. Um, in terms of the 60 out of 60, then, Sal, we've got two sides left, right? We have indeed, yeah. So it's now down to Harrowtown. Uh, obviously, we mentioned earlier on beating Headstone Manor by a considerable amount of runs. And yep. Crouching for 11, who beat Harrowtown raised by seven wickets. So it's now down to two. Who's going to be the last mm. team surviving? Will it be going to next weekend or will one of them fall this weekend? Yep. Interesting to see. And that reminds me, actually. I mean, of course, we're now in a situation where sides can draw. So they can batten down the hatches and, and, and not you know, and avoid defeat. But I, I, I wonder if that's going to make, you know, make it even more difficult. Because even sides that are really good and are really better than the rest in their division, you know, it does get a little bit harder if you're batting first and you have to bowl a side out. It means you have to declare at the right time. It means you have to think a little bit more strategically about what you're doing. So I, I wonder if that will come into the, uh, come into the equation here. Um, and I mean, I mentioned before, I think the art of the declaration is much misunderstood. And you had a good stat on that one, Sal, about the number of draws we saw this weekend. Yeah, look, I counted up all the games this weekend, as um, as I like to do, obviously. Um, yeah, so of all the games played this weekend, 10% of them were drawn. So, you know, that's that's from first to third them. So, I mean, yep. counted over 90 games, I think, this weekend, maybe more than that. So, that's 100 roughly to get 10%. So, yeah, um, sides are still playing positive cricket. You know, time cricket is now in, 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 in operation, but sides obviously want to get results and, and move up the table, you know, as, as much as they can. So... Let's see if that. I mean, obviously, it's early days. Let's see how that trend continues yeah. over the next sort of. But also, the case, the case for the defence there, and I'll I'll put it, even though there are things that you could say that are against it, is that with the draw being in, winning becomes so much more important. It really is an encouragement to make you go for it because the difference between twelve points and five points is massive. So yeah. certainly, I remember one season um, in twenty fourteen where where we had eighteen games um, at Twickenham. We won nine, lost seven. Had two rained off, finished second. Um, so, so we would gamble and gamble and gamble um, to, to try and win the game. And if we lost the odd one, well, so be it. But we really wanted those wins. We weren't massively bothered about draws. And, and it wasn't with throwing wickets away. It was just trying to get, get, get everything in the, right, in the right place, declare at the right time, bat properly, set the right fields, try and get people out. And I, I think it, it's just a, 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 an all-round product that's more interesting, actually. And it really encourages positive cricket. I hate it when people say that, ty- that limited overs cricket is more positive. As I see the four men in the ring, everybody else mm. on the boundary, defending the runs and think, well, just try and get them out, folks. It's often a good way of slowing the run rate. But there you go, off the soapbox. But I do think that ultimately, time cricket can produce much more positive cricket if captains are switched on to how to do it. Discuss. No, don't discuss. But I don't know. What's your take on it, Alex? Do you like the split as it is? Do you think there should be more of one format or the other? No, I agree, actually. I, I think it's uh, the way it's set out at the moment is, is good. You know, you, you have that split and it, it just springs in other clubs into, you know, whatever the league they're in. Yep. In regards to can they, you know, can they plan a bit differently, you know, tactically with the uh, the time games and the toss becomes a little bit more... more 
interesting now if you're going to bat first and go for those 12 points but yep. are you also going to be confident that you can get those 10 wickets if you're bowling second so yeah i think it's a it's a bit more bit more tactical yep that makes a lot of sense to me sal any thoughts on this one no i agree right what i like is that with the last four games is it being the one dayers it's it makes it so much more interesting in terms of you could be a side who probably you know, thirty runs, thirty points off the of the top plate, of the top plate, and you know, four, three or four wins, and you're up, with, you know, towards the top. So it does make it an entertaining end to the season. But yeah, I definitely think the time format is just good in developing skill cricketers. You know, we've mentioned obviously the Bush Boys and what they did, but especially so many young players playing cricket nowadays as well. It's just good to develop a new sort of skill set they may not experience so often when they're playing sort of younger sort of Colts cricket and. The overs format, you know, how to how to how to manage your, your innings in certain situations when, you know, it's, the overs are obviously different to what you might play in an yeah. overs game situation. And also how to get people out, Sal. Yeah, absolutely crucial that you get people out. Even if you're bowling first, it makes sense to try and get people out. And I think it's sort of easy to to drift away from that when you're just playing limited overs cricket. You know, if I'm feeling really grumpy, it becomes a bit like glorified baseball. You know, where people just try and whack it as far as they can, whoever you know. Whoever whacks it furthest wins. And, of course, that, that's not the way time cricket works at all. There's a bit more nuance. Um, but there we go. That's another debate for a cold winter's evening. So we may well come back to that. There's been some cup news, um, Sal. Do you want to keep us up to date on that one? Yep, sure. So we mentioned last week the, the, the T20 is sort of coming to its closing stages in Middlesex. And um, Ealing hosted uh, Twickenham, Richmond and Acton yesterday at their, at their ground. And first of all, in their game, they beat Acton and... Richmond beat Twickenham yep. and led to a final between Twickenham and sorry, uh, Ealing and Richmond, which Ealing won by thirty odd runs. It's good to see a couple of the old players. When I'm saying old, I'm talking about age wise. I'm talking about guys who've been there for a while. And Lee Parry, Ahmed Elitch both played in the final and both scored a considerable amount of runs as they got their sides home. So they'll now be playing when we come through from next week's uh, sort of twenty twenty kind of like group situation. We've got. Crouchen playing Stanmore and Northmen against Brunswick. So that's going to be an mm. uh, interesting weekend next Sunday. And then we've got um, the Conference Cup, which some of our sides enter as well during the season. Um, it used to be called the Old Birchard Joel, and now it's the Conference Club, sort of renamed. Um, defeat for Southampton, lost to a couple of Salston and Brabham, I think, who are in the East Anglian Premier League. So they're no sort of um, mugs of, in terms of how good level they play, very strong level they play. And Crouchen were another side who have now fallen to the scourge of the MCCO and East Molsey, who mm. defeated Crouchen by, I think, 20 odd runs. You mean the dude the from the IPL? You mean him, basically? Well, he actually hit, right, suddenly enough, he didn't get any runs with the bat. Oh, um, okay. he, took, he took a couple of wickets and a couple of catches, but he wasn't the player that um, was the one who caused all the problems. There was a bit of controversy. Was, I did catch some of the game on, on um, old Frogbox, which had been used by clubs now. You know, a catch was claimed by Crouchen, which East Molesy felt was not claimed, and there was a bit of a chat taking place. And I kind of felt that um, that maybe sort of soured the game in some ways. And um, mm-hmm. but Crouchen, yeah, I mean, they, they they had a decent side out. They sort of changed some of their batting order, um, and so, so yeah, they've been knocked out by East Molesy. You now have obviously taken Kale Crouchen, Tennington, and Richmond this season. So they must mm-hmm. be thinking this MTCL lark is not very good. But we need to obviously prove them wrong. Although well, saying that, there were close games, all of them, weren't they? Certainly, the, the T20 against Richmond was very close, and it's super over. Well, they should have won, really, if, if they if they played by the correct regulations and, and you yeah. know the competition standards. But obviously, they weren't to know that at the time. So yeah, there it goes. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. So, lots to, lots has happened last weekend. We have plenty more uh, coming up this weekend. Obviously, I know that certainly Twickenham and Ealing meet again for the third time in eight days when in, in the Middlesex Cup. Um, so, maybe it'll be third time lucky for Twickenham. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other um, plenty of other action to, to keep us entertained. Remind us again, Alex. What, old eyes are where? You're playing... We are Lancashire Lions ah, this yeah. week. Okay, good stuff. And North in uh, they play in Wembley. Good stuff. And North London, Sal. Just remind me again. So we're at, we're at home to East Coast. East Coast. Oh, interesting one. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, cool. In their day, so yeah. You'll be happy to know that um, you got a mention on uh, on Saturday, Dan. The, the podcast. Did we? Okay. I was uh, I was walking to to the crease going into bat, and uh, Henry Oliver from Ali Pally's. Oh, here comes the old timer from the podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that, Alex. <laughs> so you've got another listener there. That's uh, that's always good. Yeah, to well, know. I did have um, some, somebody say to me uh, last season in one of the games, you know, come on, give him something to say in the podcast. Come on, keep him entertained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely had worse things say to me on the cricket field. But okay, good stuff. For the record, Alex, you're actually 24, aren't you? Is that the official age? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in case there was any doubts. Good. Cool. <laughs> Folks, thank, thanks for your input. As ever, fascinating to catch up on all things MCCL. Um, go well at the weekend and um, we'll no doubt be speaking again uh, very soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Thanks, Al.